This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, June 10th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Federal water funding. California drops mask order. Ag groups say bipartisan deal is needed. And WOTUS on its way out. Western Ag again presses for water infrastructure dollars. A coalition of more than 200 organizations representing a third of the nation's ag production, along with a range of water agencies, pushing Congress to invest in water infrastructure in the next legislative package. The coalition identified more than $13 billion in needs at the Bureau of Reclamation for storage, conveyance, dam safety, rural water, water smart technologies, and water recycling and reuse projects. Another $34 billion would support USDA projects on forest restoration, watershed protection, and flood prevention. In a letter to Chairman Joe Manchin and Ranking Member John Barrasso of the Senate Committee on Energy and Natural Resources, the coalition says the money would, quote, spur economic recovery and prepare us to meet the water needs of the next generation in the face of a changing climate. The California Farm Bureau Western Growers and the Almond Alliance were among the dozens of organizations from California that signed on to the letter. Vaccinated Californians can drop the masks on Tuesday. Health and Human Services Secretary Mark Gailey, medical doctor, confirmed uh, yesterday that fully vaccinated Californians will no longer need masks, with a few exceptions for public transit, schools and prisons, among others. Unvaccinated individuals will still be required to wear masks indoors. Keep in mind, a governing board last week updated Cal OSHA's COVID-19 regulations to still require masks when unvaccinated workers are present. The board is considering further changes to better reflect federal guidelines. This follows pressure from ag and business groups on the Newsom administration to override the Cal OSHA rules. Ag groups keep working on a deal. Some leading agriculture groups are urging lawmakers to reach a bipartisan agreement on infrastructure. We ask that you continue to work together to craft an infrastructure package to support American jobs and strengthen our economy, and that this package specifically focus on the critical importance of infrastructure to U.S. agriculture and our ability to deliver products to the market, the group said today in a letter to congressional leaders, as well as a collection of lawmakers who have shown an interest in working out a deal. It is essential that infrastructure legislation include much-needed investments in our dams, locks, inland waterways, and ports, as well as rural highways and roads, bridges, rail, and broadband infrastructure, the letter says. The organizations that signed the letter include the National Council of Farmer Cooperatives, Farm Credit Council, the Agriculture Transportation Coalition, Farmers for Free Trade, and numerous commodity groups. President Joe Biden this week broke off negotiations with some GOP committee leaders, but has opened the door to talking to a second bipartisan group. Farm groups appeal for ag labor reform. An even larger group of farm organizations is issuing a fresh plea to lawmakers to address their labor needs. We must address this workforce crisis threatening farms across the United States so our producers can continue to feed, clothe, and fuel our nation. Some 288 national and state organizations say in a letter to Senate leadership. 
The letter stopped short of specifically endorsing the House-passed Farm Workforce Modernization Act, which has the backing of some major farm groups as well as farm worker advocates. The bill would provide a path to legal status for farm workers who are in the country illegally while also expanding access to the H-2A visa program. Without immediate action by the Senate, the federal government's outdated policies and broken immigration system will force many farmers to consider whether they can continue in labor-intensive agriculture, the letter says. But key Senate Republicans continue to insist that the border must be secured before they'll consider legalizing people who are in the U.S. illegally. I'm willing to put money into Central America. I'm willing to put on the table legalization of farm workers and DACA populations. But we've got to stop the policy of catch and release. If you don't, it'll never end. That South Carolina Republican Lindsey Graham, senior member of the Senate Judiciary Committee, speaking to reporters this week. EPA and CORE moving toward replacing Trump Waters Rule. The Biden administration has made its move to redefine the waters of the United States regulated under the Clean Water Act. But environmental groups aren't happy with the way it's being done. The EPA and Army Corps of Engineers have asked a federal judge in Massachusetts to remand the Trump administration's navigable waters protection rule without vacating it. That move would leave the current rule in place while the agencies work on a replacement. Every day, the dirty water rule stays in effect. America's waterways remain at risk, said John Devine. He's the Natural Resources Defense Council's Director of Federal Water Policy and Heather Govern, Director of the Conservation Law Foundation's Clean Air and Water Program. The Biden administration's planned proposal to repeal the rule is a step in the right direction, they added, but it lacks the urgency required to restore full legal protections for the lakes and rivers that supply drinking water to millions of people. The American Farm Bureau Federation and other ag groups, however, wanted the administration to keep the Trump-era rule, which removed federal protection for ephemeral streams and some wetlands. Pork producers, we need answers on Prop 12. Pork producers still have a lot of questions regarding California's Prop 12 rule ahead of the January implementation deadline. The rule would require pork products sold in California to come from sows raised with minimum amount of storage footage. The state has proposed regulations for Prop 12 with the comment period closing July 12th. But Michael Formica, Assistant Vice President and General Counsel for the National Pork Producers Council, doesn't think the rule will be finalized anytime soon. The big question here is what their certification system is going to look like. How extensive are these on-farm inspections going to be? And what kind of paperwork systems are producers going to have to develop to document all of this, he asked. Here's today's He Said It. Criticizing digesters and not supporting their ongoing utilization is akin to criticizing the COVID vaccine for not curing cancer. That Michael Bacadoro, executive director of the Agriculture Energy Consumers Association. Bacadoro was defending state incentive grants for dairy digesters against accusations of greenwashing from environmental justice advocates during a workshop this week on updating California's climate scoping plan. One advocate argued digesters failed to capture enteric emissions. Bacadoro pointed out that digesters actually deal with methane emissions, which come from 
the other end of the cow. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, June 10th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Chuck Daly.